0: Carissa Lawler is a seasoned stylist of over a decade and owner of Home Salon at Washington DC area salon here to dive into what exactly it takes to open a salon. Welcome back to the Hair Just Strong show. I'm your host Robert Hughes and I'm back here with Carissa Lawler and we're going to talk about the steps to opening a salon focusing on the sexy and not so sexy details. Hello Carissa how are you today?
1: Hi good thank you so much for having me
0: thank you for coming on the show uh this topic is something that i feel like we gotta we got a, a big ask uh for some more information and details the details are hazy um and a lot of people find themselves in trial by fire how was the process of opening a salon for you
1: uh yeah thanks for asking um you know it was there's a lot of steps and organization is really important during that uh so, you know, there was a lot to do, uh, a lot of things that I didn't really know ahead of time that I needed to do. So it really was just taking one step um, and then the next step and really reaching out and asking questions when I really needed a little bit more guidance. So, yes.
0: So what was the first step? Was it picking the your, your furniture and your paint colors?
1: No. <laughs> no? I didn't None think so. Uh, no, <laughs>
0: was <the> <laughs> what was the first step? What a, I you must know, yeah just start kind of start at the beginning uh, yeah. oh and and sorry real quick anybody who didn't watch Chris's first episode where you learned about her journey uh, I highly recommend it because if you're not quite at the point where you want to open up a salon then I think it's very important for you to to hear this story and know that it's okay that you don't have to have your full plan. And, and once you kind of get to the point where you're ready to open a salon and you know that's what you want to do, that's what you're listening to today. So, all right. So, yes, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. And um, what? It, where did you tell us about this, the start?
1: Yeah. So, for me, the start was really... Um, knowing what I wanted this salon to feel like. And so really just having a vision of the culture that I wanted to create and, uh, the feeling that I wanted to have and what I wanted to establish for the, the stylists and also the clients. So I think for me, that was step one. Um, the next step was really to determine where I wanted to be and like what location. So I was, interested in staying close by to where I was styling in my salon suite Um, and I wanted to make sure I was really close to there but I wanted to be accessible to to all my clients Um, and just in a really good location maybe something that wasn't oversaturated in a location that really needed our services so you know kind of thinking about where I wanted to be was was really step one um and then obviously i needed to in order to even look at locations i needed to work with a realtor so i found a realtor who specialized it, specialized in commercial real estate and with her we i started to look at different spaces that were available and to see you know really just kind of what was out there and like how much space was i going to need how much could i afford um, so those were just like the first two steps that- Okay,
0: uh, sorry, jump, I wanna jump in here. Yeah. So you started off with like the more like sexy, fun, like I your dream, your concept and your location. Does that sound about right? yeah yeah okay so then once you kind of fit you when you once you're like I know I want to open a salon and this is my concept this is kind of my idea this is what I want to do um Mm -hmm. this is the vibes I want um so like now you're like you're kind of already like mentally psychologically emotionally you're already a salon owner now you just don't have a salon so now you're like well I know the location and that's I'm assuming that's based on access to your current clientele would you say that Yeah,
1: exactly I wanted to stay really close to where my current clientele was um as well as make sure that I was in a good space to receive new clients and um yeah and also just you know I didn't want to be too saturated in a space that was like too saturated with other clients
0: Got it. Okay. So, so that's really awesome. Uh, that's some really good details to know. And okay. So once you, you got there, you, did you like network to find your real estate agent, commercial real estate agent, or did you just like look up online? How did you find your yeah,
1: I did some networking and just started asking for some referrals and did a little research of uh, who had good reviews and who I spoke with a couple people over the phone. And it really was um, who I connected with the best. I needed the person. I wanted the person who I was going to work with to be excited with me for what I was trying to do.
0: Okay, cool. Um, and then, uh, did you have to provide them with any financial information, uh, in order to get the process started?
1: Um, no, not necessarily with the realtor, but, um, about the time that I started working with the realtor, I did start working with a bank. And so that's where all the finances started to come into play. Because, you know, I had a big dream, but I had to pay for it.
0: (laughs) Right, right. So did you, uh, did you, so you went to your bank, I'm assuming?
1: So the realtor, um, you know, a lot of the commercial real estate um, realtors are, they have a lot of connections. So, you know, I did ask the realtor, hey, you know, do you have any connections in any of these industries that I'm going to need? And so she did provide me with a list of um, like loan officers that she had worked with, contractors, architects, which we can get into. Uh, But she did uh, connect me with a loan officer that she knew was um, being super helpful at the time. And so I called them up and we spoke over the phone and kind of got the process started of how to get a small business loan through the SBA and, you know, going through how much, um, how much money would, I was going to need to, for this space, and also how much I was going to be able to provide for my, uh, by
0: myself. Gotcha. So, all right, cool. That's great. So, by net, by, so once you go through those steps, you got the real estate agent, you got the, they helped you find the money person, the loan officer, they helped you figure out how much you can afford like how much space you could afford based on what you had to bring to the table plus what you could get as a loan, mm-hmm.
1: right? Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: so now you know what you can afford. So now I guess that's, is that when the shopping begins mm-hmm. for places based on, on those numbers? Is that kind of how it works?
1: Well, yeah, it kind of happened. Um, every Someone told me this when I, I actually talked to a couple salon owners as I just started to get into the process because I needed to know what were the steps. And someone told me everything happens at once which didn't make sense to me because i'm like well how can everything happen at once if one thing depends on the other thing and it does actually kind of work that way so in order to know how much money i needed i needed to also have a space in mind a very specific space so i needed to know what does this space need does it need um, plumbing? Does it need electrical? Mm. Like, what does it need, and how much is that going to cost me? Um, I was lucky to end up with a space that was a salon prior; it had shut down during COVID and um, was no longer going to be open. So I was very lucky in that sense that it had a lot. But I was looking at spaces that were completely raw. There was no walls, no bathrooms, anything. So those two spaces were going to cost a completely different amount of money, and in order for me to know how much those were going to cost, I also needed to bring in a contractor, an architect, um, to look at the spaces and give me an estimate. So it does all kind of work at the same time. You're working with the realtor, you're, you know, the realtor connected me with a couple of different architects that I interviewed. They connected me with um, a couple of contracting companies, which I interviewed and you know, then you invite them into the space for them to kind of get an initial um, estimate and um, the numbers that they provide you with, that's what you end up taking into the bank as like an initial like request for um, your small business loan.
0: Gotcha. All (laughs) right. Cool. Yes. I love that. Thank you so much. I feel like uh, that kind of helps some things out. I mean, there seems like there's so much uh, in there as well. Um, So (laughs) So let's kind of just mo- keep moving on. So like where, so you're in this process, this is where you're at. Then uh, where, what, you know, kind of tell us what, what goes on, you know, where, okay. wherever, you know, yeah. what's next?
1: So the um, getting the business loan, I think is what took the longest amount of time. Um, you have to provide a uh, business plan Um, so in the business plan, you really have to be very specific about, um, the type of business you're opening. Um, how's it going? What's the, um, finances, like what are you estimating that you're going to be bringing in year one through year five? So it is a lot of estimating, like, are you going to have, um, what what are your expenses going to be? Um, are you going to have staff? What is that staff going to be? How much money is the staff going to be bringing in? Um, you know, there's a lot that goes into the business plan. And I, I believe that uh, SBA does give you a business plan uh, blueprint online. If you, you can go on that for free. Um, and so you have to provide the the business plan um, and the cash flow to the bank. So those are two things that are really big that you, that you need to do as well. Um, and if you don't know how to do it, you know, again, like finding maybe previous salon owners that can help you or maybe someone who's in the finance industry um, that can help you kind of work out those finances as finances weren't necessarily my um, forte. So I definitely needed some guidance. Um, Yeah, so then, and then we were also, I was working with the realtor uh, to get the the lease approved. So really getting the lease, what also took at least six months, Um, going back and forth on what the lease was going to be and the agreement, um, what the contract was going to say, it took a long time. And I worked with a lawyer who was going through the lease and making changes, um, making sure that she was advocating like for me was really important. So there was a lot, there was kind of like a, a little bit of a dead space where things were moving, but not in the fun way. It was more really just trying to get everything, um you know, buttoned up financially. And then also getting a lease agreement, you know, that did take a long time.
0: So you had uh so you had a, you had a loan officer, you had a real estate agent, commercial real estate agent, you had, you worked with the SBA and so and the lawyer and a lawyer, is the lawyer uh, a, a completely separate out, not part of the SBA?
1: Correct. Right. Yeah, the lawyer okay. was just working for me um, to make sure that all my contracts and my lease agreement was um, serving me the best.
0: Nice, that's so good. <laughs> that's uh, I don't I feel like not a lot of people I've talked about lawyer bringing hiring a lawyer, which makes a lot of sense. Okay, all right, cool. So all this stuff is working. It's kind of mostly happening in the background. And so, what are you doing in the midst, in the middle of all this?
1: Yeah, well, I was um, coming out of COVID shutdown, working six days a week, twelve to fourteen hours a day. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we were, you know, we were taking care of our clients that hadn't seen us in a couple months and yeah, that's how we did it. <laughs>
0: nice. So, you
1: know, but besides that, um so while I was waiting for the SBA loan to be approved and um for the lease agreements to go back and forth between the two lawyers that were working on it, um at that point I I started focusing on like okay, we have a salon it opens, but like how does it Function, you know, like creating the systems that are going to live inside that salon, um, creating the culture, um, creating like, you know, what is it that we want to feel? What do we want the clients to feel? So really just honing in on every single thing that happens inside the salon and planning that ahead of time so I can properly train um, you know, incoming stylists and incoming assistants, or you know any any supportive staff that comes in um I have a very clear vision of how to make this experience and this culture like what I want it to be
0: okay, so uh I'm I- this is, I feel like this is a really, another big part, other than the part that we just went through, which is massive, which I feel mm-hmm. like nobody really talks about. You're starting to talk about things that people kind of glaze over in, in my experience a little bit. These systems, um, I mean, I, I'm assuming like you're talking about everything from like, how do you greet a customer? Where do you sit them? And and then how do you, then do you walk back and tell the stylists are there or is a stylist supposed to come and get them or that whole thing is yeah, that yeah, yeah. okay yep yeah, yeah, yeah. um uh, so go ahead yeah
1: oh yeah no I, that's exactly right we literally have a systems handbook um that literally goes through exactly what you're saying like how to greet a client. Um, when we're doing laundry. Uh, We also recycle uh, 95% of um, all of our uh, use in the salon. So how do we do that? Where does it go? How do we send it away? So yes, we have a whole system handbook of um, so it's just very clear and people can know exactly um, what needs to happen when.
0: Nice. That's amazing. And
1: along with that, I we also created like an employee handbook, which was also really important in, um, I think that really helped me to define what I wanted to give to my employees and to the company and what our company stood for, um, as well as like just making a very clear path for all incoming stylists on how to be successful. So, there definitely was a lot of like culture planning, um, as well as, you know, financial planning.
0: And, uh, when you're putting these, uh, systems together and these handbooks, uh, are you, did you like start off with a template? Did you do like find somebody else's and then kind of use that, uh, and, uh, work with any, like, tell us a little bit about how'd you, how you go, or did you just start from scratch with a blank page?
1: Yeah. So actually, um, Like I said, I had spoken with a couple of salon owners uh, as I started this journey. And someone mentioned to me this company called Strategies. And when she mentioned it to me, it just was exactly what I knew that's what I wanted for my salon. Um, And we, so there's a company called Strategies and they partner with, um, with beauty business, industry professionals and like so spas, salons, and they really help guide them and mentor them through making their uh, salons or spas uh, successful, like financially, um, maybe they they help them like define their culture. So they have a lot of training available. Um, I work with a mentor one-on-one um, throughout the month, and I've been working with them since the very beginning with really developing all of these systems and developing like a career path for the stylists uh so they really helped guide me um to to really like defining these
0: nice okay cool all right i love that so yeah go out and uh you know make sure you're you're getting help from people and uh is this um and maybe this is TMI, but, like, is this a pretty capital-intensive startup process? I'm sorry? Is Was this a pretty capital-intensive startup process? Like, did it cost quite a bit of money for you to kind of get this thing off, the other than the construction and the lease and all that stuff?
1: Yeah, yeah, it definitely... Um... I had a little bit of an idea. Um, and again, I did ask questions. I did ask some people in the industry, like what they had paid or give me an estimate, you know, just so I kind of had a little bit of an idea. And, um, so I knew what I was getting into. Uh, I was lucky enough to that. My, my finances were in order that I did get approved for the loan that I needed, but I also had money saved that i um the sba does require that you put a down payment um on the loan and so i had saved a lot of money to be able to do that so it definitely did um i was also lucky that i was coming into a salon that was you know had the bathrooms and the plumbing and electrical um so it wasn't as much as starting from a raw space but yes it definitely did add up quickly.
0: Okay, cool. So I guess um, in there might be some uh, advice for some for those for people kind of getting off started on their career. Uh, It sounds like you know, get your finances in order early, be organized early. So that way you never know if you find yourself in the same position that Chris was in, where she just finds herself in this natural progression towards becoming a salon owner. She didn't have to like scramble and be like, oh my gosh, I don't, where am I going to get all this money from? And like feeling the burden, the financial burden, you know, if you, for, you know, what, seven, eight plus years, you were uh you were working and, um, you know, be smart about your money through your career from day one. Um, mm-hmm. Would you, would you have anything to add to that?
1: Um, No, I think that's, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Just, okay. Um, You know, saving for your future, no matter what your future is, and whether it's opening a salon or a suite, or maybe it's even just, you know, taking amazing classes, you know, so. Totally. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cause that's expensive too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Definitely, you know, making sure that you're, um, if you're thinking about opening a salon, um, you know, having good credit is really important. Having savings is really important. Um, If you have people that you're, that are available to you financially, you know, that's great. Um, That wasn't the position that I was in. So it was hundred percent on my own. Um, And so I I did have the stability in my finances that I was able to get uh, what I needed.
0: I love that. I'm so happy to hear that. And uh, I definitely hope people listening and watching, uh, especially those that are kind of still earlier on and not really quite there yet, uh, because it's really like good for you. If you're already there closely, then there's some, uh, you really got to get on top of that. Um, Okay, so we'll continue. Uh, and so where you kind of get all this, this, this whole crew of your, of, of your, it's like your startup team basically. And, uh, so you get this team together, you're making these investments and, uh, you know, in your downtime, while these things are happening in the background, you're also, you're, well, I guess part of your startup team is you're building your, your systems, you're building your, um, your handbook and, uh, So where are you, where are you at now? Like uh, let's go from like kind of that point to like opening the doors.
1: Yeah. So I did some, you know, we found some staff, some, some team members to join our team. Um, We are a team-based salon. So we do things a little differently than what people are used to. And which I think is really special. And it really um allowed me to focus on uh what was important and the type of person that was important to like bring into the company um and they really had to align with what uh what we what we were trying to build and so having that clear vision was important so uh yeah so we did a lot of interviews and brought on a team and um, you know, there's been some there's been some new additions to the team, and so right now we are two stylists, myself and Amy, who was my um, assistant I guess two years ago, who and now she's a stylist, and we have a couple of salon assistants, and we are growing rapidly. <laughs>
0: I right, so um, I don't want to like uh, I want to I don't, you know, I I want to stay on the steps to opening a salon, but you mentioned a team based. Uh, model and mm-hmm. um, I would like you. Could you just give us a little bit? Because I'm sure someone listening might have been like, "Well, I want to know what she means by that." So, yeah, really yeah,
1: quickly, exactly. sure. Um, so, the team based model is basically um, for me. What that means is that everyone in the salon is collaborating on everything that happens in the salon. So all of our guests are welcome and invited to have an experience with anyone in the salon. So we share guests um, and it's all based on, you know when the client needs to come in the availability of the stylist and, you know, if, if someone is requested, that's wonderful. Um, but the environment that it creates is that everyone works as a team. Um, we all help each other out. We all clean the salon. Um, we all check in, check out. We answer the phones. You know, we literally are collaborating on every single thing that happens inside of that salon. So for me, it, it just feels so seamless and super positive and the clients can really see it
0: that's amazing i love that okay cool so you you kind of round up uh some team some teammates and uh to get this get the party started um on day one so how many stylists did you open with on day one
1: so day one was just me
0: okay okay (laughs)
1: Uh, yes because of covid um Our other stylist, um, her journey in getting her license was extended a little bit. um, So she was not licensed by the time we opened, unfortunately. So it was just me uh, styling for about three months. So not ideal, but we made it through. And um, because I had such a supportive staff, the only way I was able to do it was because of them. Um, they really like supported the whole um experience with the clients and did everything else while I was behind the chair.
0: Gotcha. So um just to kind of like uh keep it real, well, how, how was that? Like, how was opening with um kind of being the only stylist? You know, was that stressful or were you not really worried about it? And
1: yeah, um, uh, no, it, it was definitely. It was a little stressful for sure, but again, because I had done my finances and I knew exactly how much money I needed to make to pay the bills um, and to pay my staff, um, I knew, okay, this is how much money I need to make and this is what it's gonna take to to get that done. And so, although it was definitely stressful and I worked a little bit more than I would have liked to during that time, um we have hit every single goal that we've had um since we opened. And That's amazing. Yeah. So again, it was really because I had such a supportive staff behind me that we were able to be successful in that.
0: That's awesome. Ah, uh, well, congratulations on that. Thank you thats uh assume—something to, to definitely be proud of. Um, so, uh, okay, cool. Well, um, I mean, this has been really exciting. Is there any uh, bits of information that maybe we we uh, either didn't touch on or didn't talk enough about that you feel like we should uh, should should kind of address in this process, the starting up process, and opening the doors?
1: Um. I don't know. I mean, that, yeah, there's a, I mean, we could really dive into every single one of those points, but I think this that's, it feels like a really good overview. And, um, no, I think we're, I think. this is a Okay. Good um, I did have
0: one question. So you mentioned, um, working with somebody and like having an idea for what you, your concept. And then you also work, talked about working with somebody who helps salons, uh, come up, figure out their culture, uh, if someone is like figuring out how to do that other you know I feel like there's there are stylists slash salon owners slash entrepreneurs who who they embody like so much of the culture and um and and by them being there they're kind of creating the space but like um and 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 that culture um but like, is there any sort of uh, like documentation planning or, or anything like that that you're able, you did or do um, on in terms of culture or like what pieces tie in into that?
1: Uh, yeah, so again, I did do some planning with strategies and where it really was more like um, writing out my vision. Um, and I think it's, for me, it started with writing out the experience that I wanted the client to have in our salon and everything kind of came out from that point. Um, and so it was kind of like, I don't want to say a vision board, but it was like a vision journal, essentially just to kind of lay everything out and then really look at it and start to dive into how are you going to make that experience or that goal happen, um, all the way down from, you know, how do you greet the person or are we, you know, how are we offering services or, you know, how are we confirming people? So there, you know, everything kind of came from that point and just starting to plan on like, how is this going to be successful in the salon? How do I want to make this vision come to life? Um, You know, I, you know, like you said, the, the leader can hopefully, hopefully the leader embodies everything that you want to create. And I think that actually really is a good point is that this journey has really humbled me a lot to show me that I need to, um, really embody everything that I want for my staff, for my team, for the clients, for the space. And, um, you know, really holding myself accountable is, is, you know, that really is important. Um, and knowing that like, I'm doing all the things that I want this space to become and want the, you know, how I want the staff to also be in the salon. So, um, yeah. So, you know, finding the right people that really just fit in and align with what it that is you're trying to create and is really important.
0: All right. This is great. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Uh, and thank you for getting into the details. I, I really appreciate the details. Um, I'm yes. all about details.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, and if anyone has any questions on any of those specific details, I'm happy to um, dive deeper into it. So.
0: Okay, cool. That's great. Um, well, before we wrap it up, uh, is there any like final comments, words of advice uh, or anything that you'd like to say?
1: Um, I think just... Be positive and, you know, really just believe in yourself. And if you have something that you want to do in life, um, you know, don't, don't stop. Just, just really believe in yourself and you can do it. So I think it's really important to like really um, to be happy in life and, and to create what you want.
0: Nice. Awesome all right well um, thank you again so much uh, for coming on the show and uh, I'd definitely love to get you back on another time to hear to hear you dive into that business model of yours it sounds very interesting um, but until then uh, have a, have a great uh, have a great rest of your week and um, I'll be talking to you soon
1: Yes thank you so much. <laughs>
0: Awesome. So and if you're listening on podcast, uh, please give us a rating. Five stars is preferable. Uh, please follow us, please. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube or Instagram, please follow or subscribe. It helps support the channel. It doesn't cost you anything. We appreciate your feedback. So leave a comment below. And uh, and if you're interested in any of this information that was on, we'll make sure to leave information in the description below so you can not only reach out to Carissa, but also have access to some of the things she brought up. All right. Take care.
1: All right. Bye-bye.